take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. Hello and welcome. This is the third installment in our four-part series on the grace of forgiveness. Today's episode, Forgiving Yourself. In our first two programs of the series, we talked about willingness as a doorway to the practice of forgiveness and the recognition that we have the ability to choose how to view the events of the past. Forgiveness is the spiritual practice through which by releasing others, we release ourselves into a greater life. The practice of forgiveness is a bridge between our human nature and our divine nature because it allows us to transform lower frequency survival emotions that take a toll on our life force energy into higher frequency elevated emotions that are life expanding. As we learn to forgive everything, we grow lighter. This is what enlightenment is. Enlightenment. We literally become more energy and less matter as we dwell in the upper range of elevated emotions like love, gratitude, freedom, appreciation, and grace. They literally have a higher frequency of vibration and, and this can be measured. So when we dwell in those realms of elevated emotion, they entrain our own vibration to a higher place by the organizing principle of harmonic resonance. Now we presence more and more of our infinity, that side of us which exists as light and energy into and through our finite form. This is how we become enlightened. Well, one thing is for sure, we cannot become enlightened while we're holding on to bitterness or resentment or anything heavy with regard to others or outside situations or with regard to ourselves. The forgiveness we extend to others, we must also extend to ourselves. Sometimes we may get to a point where we feel like we've processed a lot of unaligned energy and we're no longer triggered by the hurts of the past, at least not in the same way. But as we know, if we're still breathing, we still have something more to forgive and along with it, more life yet to live. Ultimately, all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. And self-forgiveness is the beginning of true self-love and self-compassion, falling in love with ourselves right now as we are. Because we're the authors of our own lives, we participate and co-create with life itself in the creation of the pattern that becomes our life. We're always doing this. The only question is whether it's happening consciously or unconsciously. We actually don't have the option not to co-create our lives with the spirit of life because we can never be separate from it. We attract not what we want, 
but who we are. And therefore we draw to ourselves that which is equal to what we deep down think of ourselves. So if we do not love and appreciate ourselves deep down, we end up attracting situations that reflect that back to us. When we're in a victim mentality, which most people are in the sense that they believe that life is happening to them and that events are being visited upon them randomly from the outside. So that's the, that's the state of a victim consciousness. And when we're in that space of consciousness, we do not yet understand that the reality we experience is a reflection of the energy we hold within our own being. So we project blame and excuses onto others and conditions and circumstances. We say it's the economy, it's the fault of the job market, or just the way things are because we feel unsafe and afraid of life in that victim condition. But it's easy to see why we all start out inside this misunderstanding. Our most deeply buried beliefs about ourselves and life are just that deeply buried. Many of the painful events and conditions of our lives have been magnetized to us by our unconscious programs or belief systems. They influence our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors without any interference from our conscious mind. So most of the time, we're not even aware of them. If you want to know what you really and truly believe about yourself deep down, not what you tell other people you believe, not what you hope others will think that you believe, not what you believe on the level of intellect, but in your unconscious. Look at your life. It will tell you what you actually believe you deserve in your health, in your relationships, in your level of satisfaction and freedom. It never lies. We cannot outperform our unconscious set point for our self-esteem, but we can change it. The Buddha called the source of all suffering ignorance. You don't know what you don't know. And, and I believe he was speaking about ignorance of spiritual law. Most of us did not receive a practical education in spiritual law as part of our upbringing. In other words, how the universe works and the permanent principles which govern and maintain everything in perfect order and harmony and how we fit into that perfection and can harness those laws for the highest good of all. Think about it. There's such a thing as the law of electricity, and though it always existed, we didn't know how to harness that law and benefit from it until about a hundred years ago. Now, when we walk into a room at night and we flip on the light, we're surprised if it doesn't go on. And, and if it doesn't go on, we know that either the bulb is burnt out or something isn't connecting properly somewhere, but we do not get down on our knees and pray for the law of electricity to work for us. We do not berate ourselves and lament our unworthiness to receive electricity. We don't take it personally because we know that just as soon as we get in harmony with the law of electricity by replacing the light bulb, we will have light. The same is true of spiritual law. If you learn to get in harmony with it, it doesn't care who you are. It will work for you. It just so happens, though, that we get in harmony with spiritual law by cultivating and maintaining elevated states of awareness. Sometimes we're in harmony without realizing it, and life seems to flow with ease. And other times it can feel like things are against us, 
when we make it our study and our intention to consciously harmonize with spiritual law, we live more and more of our life by design rather than by default. Things get easier. Now, we're much more likely to have received some kind of religious education, often centered around shame, guilt, and fear. And the idea that we have to prove ourselves worthy to the deity in order to get into heaven, or, and of course the other side of that is punishment for our sins, which by the way came into the world through woman. So, and even if we didn't have a religious upbringing, we are highly likely to have absorbed these same paradigms through the culture because they have permeated the culture. This has nothing to do with spiritual law. In fact, it's an impediment to harmonizing with spiritual law. But realize that this is where most of us are coming from. A 2,500 year old paradigm of guilt, shame, scarcity, limitation, and competition presided over by a judgmental deity outside of ourselves and the need to purify ourselves of some innate defectiveness. So it's no wonder we many of us carry a substantial amount of baggage when it comes to our self-esteem. It's no wonder that we act out against ourselves and others from a fundamental sense of unworthiness and that in doing so we create situations that we later regret. The truth is, we do not need to be forgiven by the divine. That would imply that the divine were somehow capable of feeling offended or slighted or hurt by us. This misunderstanding comes from the projection of our own limitations onto an anthropomorphized version of the divine that has nothing whatsoever to do with the intelligent, all-encompassing love that permeates all of existence. In our essence, we are already divine. We are already perfect. We are already whole. Our essence is what we access by the bridge of forgiveness when we extend it to another and, and to the human side of our own nature that feels guilt or regret or remorse or shame over what we've done or left undone in our ignorance. So how do you forgive yourself? Well, everything you practice when you forgive another applies to you. Here's a good place to start. Ask yourself, what can I forgive in me today? What can I forgive in me today? And be open to the still small voice of your inner wisdom. Whatever comes up, whether it seems trivial or big and serious, the process is the same. Sidebar, nothing is big or small to the universe. That's our own perception. So keep these five points in mind. Number one, realize you did the best you could with your level of awareness at the time. If you could have done better, you would have. Number two, understand that your acts have always been a call for love or an expression of love no matter how unskillfully you might have acted. Number three, separate being from behavior. Remember that in your essence, you are an illuminated being of the source, a spiritual being, 
having a human experience. You're here to, to learn and to grow in love, just like everybody else. Number four, ask yourself what valuable learning or meaning you could draw from the experience that you want to forgive yourself for. As if you and all the other people involved had created that situation for the highest good of all concerned. If that were the case, what valuable learning or meaning could you draw from that experience? Finally, number five, realize that you are not responsible for the way that other people perceive events and situations. You do not need another's forgiveness for you to be able to forgive yourself. Remember, their choice to forgive you is for their own benefit, not for yours. You forgive yourself and bless the other in your heart. As you forgive yourself more and more, you will look back on former versions of the physical consciousness that you are in this lifetime and feel a tremendous outpouring of love and compassion for the version of you that created those experiences. You'll appreciate the growth and the evolution that you've experienced up until now. And you'll realize that you are always a green, growing human becoming, as my mentor, Mary Morrissey says. We are constantly in a process of unfolding into greater and greater versions of ourselves. Every past version of yourself has contributed to this unfolding of your divine potential. This is the grace of self-forgiveness. How do you feel when you release yourself from your own judgment? What vistas open up for you? How does it transform your daily experience? I'd love to know how you go. Next week, our final installment in this series on the grace of forgiveness, we'll talk about how to access those hidden places in ourselves where things seem to just hang on and what to do when it feels really hard to let go. I'll see you then. Thank you for joining me in the grace space where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.